Welcome to the Brewell Broadcast, where we break down stigmas, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, and prioritize our mental health. Our goal is to help bridge the gap between the experts and the amateurs of holistic health and wellness through intentional conversation. I'm your host, Bree, and I'm so grateful to have you here. I'm really excited for this. I want to like shed a little bit of light on how I met Cray and kind of give myself a little bit of a pat on the back because I have started mm-hmm. this um, endeavor where I am trying to reach out more and just really expanding the community that I am trying to essentially be a part of and bring to the Brewell broadcast. So I do want to just start out by saying very much thank you for this. I am going to hope that my nerves don't show, but this is really exciting and I'm really like super stoked to do it with you. So, and I found out that you're actually in California too. <laughs> So Power of Social Media has won for the day. Um, I would like to introduce her, though. Cray, if you would like to introduce yourself a little, a little bit about your background, and kind of just update everybody on who you are. Thank you, Brie, first of all, for having me here. And I'm really excited to share what we can talk about further in terms of how we connected. And I think the power of social media in itself is really expensive. There's so much magic into it. You know, if you put your your manifestation, your desires, and how you can connect with a community, it just happens. It's just so different right nowadays. So to introduce myself, well, my name is Cray, like Gray. <laughs> And I'm from San Francisco, California, and I'm a holistic practitioner, mainly doing energy work through Reiki. I'm a Reiki master, and I am an emotional freedom technique practitioner as well, a certified life coach, and a certified hypnotherapist. So I help people ground their energy and completely and deeply connect with their mind, body, and spirit especially through their core authentic essence. People mostly to really release their emotional blockages through energy work and reprogramming their subconsciousness. So what I basically do is I help people to bypass their thinking mind, to drop into their body, to completely connect with their mind, body, spirit through holistic modalities and also several trans modalities that I incorporate with my work. That is so beautiful. And I'm like so excited to pick your brain right now because I actually like, I don't know, I got this random download within the last couple of days that like, I think Reiki might be something I'm interested in. I definitely want to research a little bit more, but I think this conversation will help me understand a little bit more, maybe feel if it's my calling or not. So yay for that. Um, let's just jump into like healing the mind, body, soul. Um, Mm. what holistic modalities do you find most beneficial in your personal life? Practically, I love meditating, right? Like our mindfulness living, right? Meditating really helped me a lot to find a space to observe my consciousness. So it took me a while to get there because it started from having so much thoughts, overthinking and rumination to becoming an observer of my thoughts without having to be bothered or triggered by it, by just being in stillness with it. So that has been like a 10 years of practice. I think it's super powerful because one is you're becoming aware and conscious to what you are actually observing. Two is you're able to see how you're operating mindfully or unconsciously. Three is also you get to explore, huh, I think this way and that's okay, right? So second modality that I would say is Reiki. I love Reiki. Um, I've been in a research of energy work for a while and it started with mindfulness also like the meditation through energy work through subconsciousness and then Reiki. Reiki found me. I didn't find Reiki actually. So, Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. So I didn't really know what Reiki is all about five years ago until someone reached out to me to go to this workshop and I went to this workshop and had an intro of session I didn't feel anything I was like what is this all I know is chakras because as you know like meditation you activate some parts Mm. of you and I go through multiple meditational um, classes like kundalini classes and I was in the process of spiritual awakening and it found me in the most random workshop and I didn't really feel a thing yeah and then a year after um someone reached out to me in my podcast channel 
and she is a Reiki master and her she was actually holding like classes all over the bay and she told me to come and she invited me so in the beginning I was like oh my god so as I learned what is this all about because Reiki what it does it really balances your mind body and spirit it helps you to connect deeply right the most repressed parts of you it helps you to really release that and explore spiritually like it's your own journey and it's so natural that you don't need to take anything you just it's an energy it's basically it's all love so I was in a self-love journey for almost 10 years now with that self-healing and self-love journey and it came on the most divine timing day that I was like, I think this is the last piece for me to understand what does my body needs. So every single day, I do self-reiki. And it has tremendously helped me to be in tune with my intuition, with the way I feel, um, with the way I emotionally regulate. So, and even with my nervous system, how I can go back to parasympathetic state when I feel like there's something coming up or something Mm. that my consciousness is not fully connected with my body. So, yeah, Reiki, I think one of the things that I really love and has been really impactful in my life. Wow, I definitely feel like I think I do want to do this. That was such a great (laughs) explanation. I've I've heard similar things. Um, and I definitely am familiar with Reiki. I I've actually had like a massage with one and it was oh beautiful, like most amazing massage I'd ever got. And so when I asked her about it and she like, you know, afterwards can like reconvened on some things that she felt as she was working on me. And I was just like, Wow, that is so powerful. You know, I would have never guessed that you would have got all this information just from you know, us having an energetic exchange. And so it's interested me since then, but I've never Mm. actually like tried to look it up or anything or how to get a certification, but just fairly recently, like I said, it was a very random thought that came up and I was like, Hmm, maybe this is my next step. Like this is maybe the universe pushing me from this cliff. (laughs) I would love, since you do have a client base that you mentioned, do you have like a very inspiring, empowering, um, transformative experience with holistic healing that you can share about, you know, without names, obviously. Yeah, of course. Like one of, actually, I would love to share the very first few or several clients that I've had when I started (laughs) this um, five, four, five, four years ago. So I've, I always believe that my ancestors, my guides, my spirit guides send clients to me. I don't look for them, but they find me through spiritual guidance. And this woman um, came into my practice not knowing who I am, but she just heard about me through a friend. And she's from L.A. She came to me without telling me any of her past traumas, any of um, what she's or her physical health wise, right? Like anything that she's going through. I always invite in clients who are very open because, again, the more open you are in the process, the more you will receive. So this work is very aligned to how you are fully open to receiving because I'm not working with you. It's actually our ancestors, you know, our guides, your guides. So when she came in and I reminded her that way and, and I just listened to whatever she's feeling comfortable to share with me, other than the physical pain that she's having, I... We just went in. We just dove dive in. Intuitively, I just felt like, just go in. And throughout the healing process and the journey, so as I work with my guys and her guys, I see things in the process. And when I see things in the process, I also feel intuitively what's coming up for her. What are the chakras or the energy centers that are blocked around her body? So one of the chakras that was blocked was her root chakra. And your root chakra is the center of your stability. So this can be the root of your sense of fear or any sexual trauma or any source of kind of um, parts of you that felt in, unstable in in. From meeting your basic needs. So as I was guided there, I felt a very gooey and it's just the energetic sense of heaviness. And as I was gui- being guided to release that, I felt her memory 
her past sexual trauma memory. Yeah, and her inner child showed up. This was my, uh, I think she's my 12th client from the very first I was attuned. And it was fascinating. And I've deeply felt, and I sent her so much love, that inner child. I sent her so much love. So the, the trick about this is, right, you have to consider the ethics of your your given care to your clients. <laughs> so beforehand, I gave her a disclaimer, whatever comes up, whatever you feel called to receive, receive. Whatever you feel resonating with, receive it. If not, leave what doesn't. So after that session, she she was crying. She was crying throughout the whole time after. And she, I felt it. She said, I felt it in my hips. I felt something was leaving me. And then as I asked her, are you open for me to share what came up? And I would love to share what actually beautifully was shown to me. And then you can take what resonates with you and leave what doesn't. So when I shared to her about that inner child, about the sexual trauma energy, she was so surprised and she was really thankful. It's been a long fear of mine that I haven't told anyone. And I'm so fearful of actually sharing this to anyone because I have so much shame and doubt about who I am and yeah like her tears I can't I can't forget this moment with her because I immediately felt the release of the emotion that she was harboring inside it was that shame it was that guilt it was that sadness and judgment I can still feel it in my heart right now just by sharing this with you. I will never forget her face. And she was like, this is my last day in San Francisco. She said, I'm going back to LA. So thank you for even giving this to me. And I told her like, you know what? No, thank you for allowing yourself to receive this because you did not, you did not only help me heal you, you actually helped the future generations ahead of you. And she started crying because it was a profound release of trauma that she has suppressed Absolutely. for a decade. Can you just imagine someone holding that in without having to talk about it? And unconsciously, it's projected towards her relationships, her the way she shows up as a woman. So powerful. That is so beautiful. I do appreciate you for sharing that. Oh, wow. I... I heavily lean into that my community is very beginner. So I really like when Mm -hmm. I have people on that can share good experiences like this because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very easy for people that are very new and tuning into their authentic selves and like really Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, get into the spiritual realm, if you will. And it's Mm -hmm. very easy to be like, I don't know, this is, you know, borderline probably couldn't have happened. They just made this up. So I think these very... Mm -hmm you know, profound moments of healing when they are shared, it just gives them a little bit more to hang on to for their own journeys and inspires them to say like, okay, I do know there are other people that do have very serious things and they're capable of healing. So I am too. And I want to, you know, reach out to this modality so that I'm able to also feel the release of holding on to things. Cause I feel like, especially for us women, like it's so easy for us to make ourselves very last priority. Right. And especially moms, like you just, it's, it's really easy to completely get to the bottom of the list and you don't take time to remind yourself of like, Oh, I have been suppressing a lot of things that happened to me or especially shame. Right. Like it's, it's very easy to stay busy and just go, 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 go. So I don't have to think about these things. And then once you get to that threshold of truthfully rock bottom because that's usually when people turn to this these modalities and spiritual awakening and things is like at the bottom of the barrel but once you do connect with it it's just amazing and it feels so good to you know I, I can literally only go up from here and to have a moving circumstance like that client did for you I'm sure that was just like whole new life, right? Like whole completely different person on the other side of that. And that's, that's so beautiful that you were able to give that to her. Thank you. Yeah. I believe that you meet your Reiki practitioner and a time that you are feeling called to release or elevate or evolve, right? I always believe in divine timing. So for anyone who's just starting in their spiritual journey, 
like I said, Reiki doesn't usually, you don't look for Reiki, it finds you. So if you're listening to this right now, it's a sign, you know, it's, it's also a great way for you to, like you mentioned, all of us are going through or in autopilot mode, just going and going and doing and doing. Reiki helps you to pause. It helps you to really come back to that equanimity, meaning the evenness of your energy. Then when you pause, you get to connect to what am I neglecting right now? What am I overgiving? And Reiki fills that up. It's like if you imagine a car that has been running for 100 miles per hour for a decade, and then it's suddenly paused, not maintained, or any, everything is just like whack or destroyed because it's over overworked, what happens to the car? It breaks down. Yeah, It's basically like our body. Our body needs care. Our body needs maintenance. And what Reiki does, it's like a gas pump. It's like a gas that fuels your car to keep running smoothly. It helps you to maintain your engine, replace the engine that you may not consciously know. So that's why it's very good to say that Reiki increases the vitality of your health. Absolutely. I think we actually are pivoting right into the uh, other topic that I was hoping to chat about, which is truly authentic (laughs) self, right? And this is Mm -hmm. circling back to how important it is that we do get in tune with that person, whoever they are on the inside. So in your view, what does it mean to live in alignment with one's authentic core essence? Right. First, I would love to share what does it feel like when you're inauthentic, right? Like as a person who has gone through a lot of identity shifts, one is that are you conforming mostly to the societal standards or the way that society wants you to be? Or do you feel like you're not being yourself every time you show up? Just you being you, you feel like you have to water down yourself or dim your light just to prop someone's ego because you have this fear of judgment. Or do you feel like you have to please other people in order to feel accepted or to belong in a community or in a group or a friendship, right? So those are parts that you want to check in with yourself. What are the parts of me that felt like untrue that I have to show up forcefully to belong? So I love Brene Brown, how she really explains what authenticity is. It's actually a collective decision of you choosing to be true to yourself in every shape of form, grounded with core values. So when I say authentic core essence, it is you living up to those seeds, those values that you wanted to grow from. It's like you plant a seed on a soil and you water it down. It grows up beautifully because it's what you wanted, right? So sometimes like people ask, what do you value? And then we automatically think, I value beauty. I value sometimes it's like how does society thinks, right? So it's asking you to what is that deep, right? That the behind the material essence, what are those part of you if you remove all of this material things, material wealth in life? Who are you behind those? So it's the invisible part of you. It's like an invisible asset. That is the authentic core inside you. It is the character, right? It is that deep part of you that is not conforming, that is not attached to material things. But if if I say, who am I? I am kind. I am loving. I am absolutely authentic. So this is the character that I show up every single day. And um, one of the things that I actually work with my clients, they've reached the success. They've They've absolutely achieved material wealth. They made six figures or seven figures in their business. And then when they reach that space, they still feel empty. Mm-hmm. And then when I ask them, yeah. And then when I ask them, what do you value most? Well, when I started this business, I value to success. And then when I ask uh, my client, what does success look like for you? 
they can't really create it because it's not rooted from a seed that they planted. So what they planted is wow. The, yes, that is yes. such a great wow. The visualization for me just totally went, and that is so so powerful. Yeah, it, it, can you just imagine someone building a business, building wealth, and still feel unhappy? Because it was not rooted from a seed that they wanted. It was a seed coming from the society of how the society looks like, what success looks like for them. That when they reach that peak, it still feels lonely. It still feels unhappy. They feel unhappy. They feel unfulfilled. That's where they seek to fill that void. They try to dig and dig and dig and find what is that. What is that emptiness that I'm feeling? And some people, what they try to do is they seek outside of them. What are those forms of part of them that they are craving, which is the authentic essence, right? Sometimes people forget that we have everything within. But since like we are so conditioned to follow, to do how society works, we forget that everything is in here. We forget that we just have to remember what we are actually inside. So, yeah, I, I had to ground my client back again to what he is actually truly, not what the people see him of what he looks like or what success looks like for him. Wow. I, as you were saying that, I'm very, like, obviously you heard me. I, I'm very visual. So I tend to make, um, I'm very like movie reference. And yeah. Immediately when you were saying that, and this is so funny because I posted something about this week, in Mean Girls, like the principle of this movie is how, you know, they were all friends and like the one girl, Katie, like was completely transitioning who she was to fit in. And then essentially like everyone found out when they were all trying to act like Regina George that actually she wasn't even happy. Her mom, it like was a mess, you know, their life was a mess. It was literally just what she was doing in order to suppress and not feel like a total piece of crap every day because she had nice clothes and a nice car. And then like at the end, the reality was, is that everybody was like, oh yeah, why are we trying to be like her? And they all had things to suppress. So that was really, as you were talking, like the connection for me, like, wow, that is so true. Even in a business form, if you're not doing it because it's something that you're truly authentically showing up for and truly believe in or are passionate about then like why are you doing it right why are you subscribing to this you know whatever the operation is unless it's truly aligned with who you are and the things that you want to show up for and show out for in the world and that's wow very powerful Thank you. I love how you really depicted the movie. It's so it's such a perfect example of how when we feel inauthentic, when we're forced to belong and we were forced to hide our vulnerability, we try to fit in. We try to feel that void inside to just feel like so we can belong in, in a society. So what we do is we try to fake it, right? Like we try to overgive. We try to overcompensate to wear. We try to fit in. We try to be like them. We try to follow what they wear. We try to follow or say what they say or do what they do so we can say we belong and that is all what coming from love like we want to feel love so when we want to feel love and that is authentic the authentic core essence of you is love so when we're searching to have that we try to overcompensate our core to belong because we think we don't have it inside. So we unconsciously try to fit in and do these things that undermine our core essence. But the truth is already within. We just have to really reconnect, remember, and realign what is love means for us, right? Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. I I think it's very, you know, going back to like, it's very easy when you're on autopilot to mm-hmm. really not show up for yourself and yeah. It really just easy to, you know, slip back into that pattern of, okay, well, I'm going to go with the crowd here. I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to go where safety is. And that seems to be where the crowd is, Mm -hmm. but sometimes like it doesn't align. And I've had a few conversations recently about, um, really how it's very, again, just circling back to women and Mm -hmm. just like them. There's so many societal constructs that basically say as a woman, after high school, right? Like you go to college Mm -hmm. or you get a good job or whatever. And then the next box is 
you need to find a partner and then you need to get married mm-hmm. and then you need to have a kid. Mm-hmm. And if you're 26, 27, 28, and you don't have somewhat of this pathway paved out or boasted for the world to know, then mainly like your family, right. will come to you and say like, well, when, like, what, when are you going to get married or when are you going to bring somebody home? And mm-hmm. essentially even people from your outside of the circle that know you may say like, oh yeah, they don't have a partner or, oh wow, they've been together for six years, but no kid. And it's really like, well, that doesn't align for everybody. We don't, you know, we're not just put on this planet to procreate. And that's, that's wonderful if you do feel called to be a mother mm-hmm. and that is your, you know, something that you truly see yourself being, but it's so easy to pass judgment on somebody and say, yeah. like, why don't, you know, like what, what's the next step? Where's your milestone? And realistically, just sometimes people don't align themselves with wanting to have a child or even just in the moment. But again, it comes back to the entire idea of just social construct. And it's so weird because we all are a part of the human experience to be here and do whatever our soul feels Mm -hmm. called to do. And Mm -hmm. it's so odd. But again, going back to the idea, I guess, of societal constructs, it's like, well, that person's not checking the boxes they're not getting their life together. So I must be doing great because I'm married and I have a kid and I have a mortgage and I have a car payment. So I mean, obviously I'm on the right track. Well, I mean, realistically, are you happy? Like, do you have money in your bank account at the end of the day? Probably not. You know, like, can you afford groceries in this economy? You know, like all these things that just come back to who are you checking these boxes for? Are you really happy? Are you really showing up for yourself in the way that you align? If you love living beyond your means and for just checking boxes, then that's great. I'm happy for you. But it's just, it's this, I guess my journey has really been after 25. I was just really looking over my shoulder and being like, who am I checking these boxes for? I mean, I'm not feeling very fulfilled. I, you know, have all the things like we have nice cars. We were, you know, had a very nice house and up one day and traded our entire life and bought I I mean, I say trailer, but it's a glamper. It's, you know, a very large (laughs) RV. But I mean, that was like really the precipice of my journey and how I started was just like, it's crazy. (laughs) We went from living in this very large home to living in a very, you know, like a, a larger size trailer, like I said, but we have a child and most people are like, every time they find out we are full time RVers, they'll say, oh my gosh, like, how are you doing with that kid? And I'm like, honestly, I thought it was insane at first too, but we have everything. Our cups are filled at the end of the day. Like we have everything we need. We're not living beyond our means. We are actually secure in the the current status of the world, which a lot of people can't say. And to me, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. So it's been very empowering now for myself to say like, yeah, it sounds crazy, but it resonates with us. So That's really beautiful that you shared that because I would love to share how Abraham Hicks would always say this is that, you know, the material part of you is actually just a reflection of your frequency, right? So I think when you say you're feeling content, you're feeling like you are happy. And if this is like in alignment to who you are, I think that's very authentic. That is very fulfilling. And that attracts and magnetized everything from that space. So again, like the societal standards, right? How it was perceived, I think it's the means to control a certain people, right? To conform, to consume, to consume, to consume. So really redefining First is really what does that mean for you to live authentically? What what is your core essence? What is your core values? What do you value most? Right? Like some people value traveling and they don't want to buy a house, right? Like yeah. they would rather invest that. Some people value just having no car because they have the abundance of land transportation out here or or somehow really don't need to have a car or some people value having more cars rather than having a house. So it really just goes down to what do you truly 
desire and feel really connected authentically like i said it's the seeds that you're planting and it doesn't have to be like everyone else it doesn't have to conform in a box because if you yourself feel so fulfilled and happy where you are i think that's it we are just <laughs> spiritual beings living temporarily in human experience so what is life if we are constantly chasing something what's next what's next if we can't even be right so yes i think you sharing that is very valuable for people to understand that it's all about perception and authentic essence yes all the things snaps (laughs) (laughs) as far as i wow we're doing so well with flowing right into the things that i had outlined in my head for this um I, I really would love to hear how you believe that like our societal systems, parental conditioning, all of the above, um, really influence our self our sense of authenticity. And why do you feel like it is very important for us as individuals to really soul search into these things? And I guess I want to add also on parental and societal construct. I think it also rolls into heavily what your partner expects of you because I think that would be something that speaks a lot to my audience as well, especially, again, mothers who have partners and children. It's very easy to really go with the flow, even if it's not something that's really aligning with you anymore. So I would love your input on that. That's a really good question. I have a client who is a mother of three three kids. And one of the things that we actually talk about is how can she show up authentically from a place of love more on her kids without her projecting her internal traumas or her internal upbringing, Mm -hmm. her internal subconscious belief system. So that was her first question to me. I think that was really great that she had that self-awareness. And I think what I want to bring into your audience is this really, how do I show up to myself? And how does that affect other people around me if I show up that way, right? That's the first question you want to check in, right? Are you kind to yourself mostly? Are you loving to yourself mostly? Do you value loyalty? Do you value conscious awareness? Do you value kindness, right? How, to what extent do I give that to myself that I'm so familiar that it's easy for me to give to Mm -hmm. my kids, to my partner and exchange it with them from a place of my core, from a place of authenticity without me feeling like I have to do this because I'm pressured to be this way so I could keep this attachment or feelings of familiarity to keep this, um, I would say, avoid something unconsciously, right? So really check in with yourself first, mostly is what are the familiar things that I have been giving to myself that is so easy for me to give to my kids? And what are those part of me that is still unfamiliar and afraid to show up truthfully for my kids that I unconsciously project and sometimes feel regretful or guilty of doing so, right? So Having to have that self-awareness, I call this AAA because you, uh, awareness first, you acknowledge what is actually happening and then you accept where you are. So once you have that full awareness of where you are in this moment right now, it's easy to recalibrate or reevaluate to reconnect to what is authentic, what is inauthentic for me right so really have that benchmark and check in with yourself where am i what is how am i triggered like or say for example how do i handle stress on a daily Mm. basis and what are the ways that i cope up or what are the channels that i do in order to go back to not being stressed or say for example with a partner how what are my love language like how do i feel love mostly what am i familiar with like when it comes to being loved and how do i mostly show love to my partner or to my kids that i actually unconsciously crave that from my partner that i forget or i'm not even familiar that that's something about me that i'm seeking from him so having that awareness you will have a 
an awareness of the gap in between to how can I show up better or how how can I be even more authentic to where I'm at right now? Because once you become aware of that gap in between of who you are right now and to the authentic self, it's easy to bridge and really just merge that together when you're fully in acceptance to where you are. I hope that really gives a lot of clarity in, in terms yeah. of how Wow. Yeah, I really I've never heard the way you said that the three A's that is very valuable mm-hmm. information. So and that's not hard to or that's not easy to forget. So yeah. I'm going to have to use that. I think that was yeah. a really great, easy way to just, you know, really check in with yourself. And I also would like to mention, like, while you were talking about this, I think it's also important for people once, you know, like you always see, especially in the healing community, like everything is a projection. And Mm -hmm. I think it's very easy to keep in mind with yourself too. Like that doesn't Mm -hmm. just go for others. That's also you. And so the way that you are projecting your feelings Mm -hmm. onto somebody else or your needs or your subconscious, Mm -hmm. things that are not meeting up for you or aligning with you, that's Mm -hmm. a really good way to put it as well. If you're not super familiar with this space and, you know, not really into Mm -hmm. all of the things, just really reminding yourself that, yeah, everything is a projection and, is this how I want to show up for my child? Do I want to continue to project these emotions onto them? And most of the time, the answer is probably not because you're probably doing it from a place of trying to overprotect them or give them things that you were not given as a child or even the partnership, you know, things like that. It's very easy to just start overcompensating at that point. And instead of checking in with yourself to you know, really be like, okay, I want to do this better. Again, it just goes back to, it's so much easier to like, well, I'm the parent and this is how it goes. Like this, I'm doing this to protect you and you'll appreciate me one day when you're older. And then you're just creating a child that also has to heal times, whatever generation they are on top of your muck that you could have been dealing with this entire time. Exactly. Exactly. And I would bring into another A, which is accountability, right? Like you dare to lead with sense of accountability. When you become accountable to how you show up, you become in control of who you are. You become in control to how you show up. Is it loving or is it fearful? I always ask my clients this, like, are you coming from a place of love or are you coming from a place of fear? Because fear attracts like, right? So if you're coming from a place of love, how are you projecting that to your kids or to your partner? Or if you're coming from a place of fear, how are you unconsciously, emotionally projecting your fear or your thoughts towards your kids or to your partner? So I really want people to ground this, that it sounded so simple and foundational, but it's so important to have this complexity of our mind to come back to basic which is, is this loving or is this fearful? Or am I aware? Am I accountable? Am I accepting or am I denying? Or am I avoiding to feel this, right? Because we're so wired to avoid pain. And there's, there's, we, um, I don't know if you heard about the book, you, um, The Mountain is You. I forgot uh, the author, but I'd definitely bring it up. But one of the profound things that really stood out for me and what he said there was, we all have threshold, threshold of comfortability. So when we hit that threshold of comfortability, we somehow backfire. And that's where we hit the glass ceiling. And that's where we project the things that we are trying to break through. And those things that we're trying to project are the things that are inauthentic parts of us. Wow. And when we feel that, right, that resistance right super resisting resisting to change or probably triggered that is a call for you to back down slow down come back to breathing come back to grounding come back to basic what am i resisting am i resisting to be loving or am i pushing to be fearful even more so that's where i want to bring your audience to come back to that to ground yourself with that yeah. This, I really do believe, and I know you said this earlier in divine timing and saying that I actually had my very first Akashic Records reading yesterday. Mm. And part of the message was so I'll just give a little excerpt um, about it because I will have an episode about it, but I haven't shared this yet. But I feel like this is just oh, wow. an, a moment to like, it felt great and aligned. 
So I have been like attempting to access my Akashic records. I've been having a little bit of trouble. Well, I thought, so I was like, okay, I really would like to understand. And maybe if I was thinking I'm a very kinesthetic learner. So like maybe if I was able to like witness and understand the process, maybe I would have a little bit more success. So Mm -hmm. part of the message that I got immediately from my guides was, do you ever feel like you're pushing on a door Mm. when 20 men are on the other side. And it was like, here's Mm. a new thought, try a different door. And so when you're representing the glass house, like that is exactly, it just resonated right in my head. That was something I do very (laughs) often. I, I tend to do exactly that. And I tend to be reactive in certain situations, which is something that really is, I have been working on and really important on my healing journey to really reel back in and start, you know, focusing in on those things for myself and my child and partner, obviously. But that was so profound to hear you say that and just like brings me back to, wow, yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And the dots are connecting in my head also. I'm so glad (laughs) I would want to bring in this statement. What you resist, persist. Yes. mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I love that you shared that. I think that's a very beautiful journey of yours to even start off with something profound. Yeah. So I think it's divine. I'm, I'm hopeful. There's no coincidence, as I was going to say. Yes. There's no such thing as coincidence. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even realize that, like, we're already creeping up on an hour. Wow. That's I, this conversation is just flowing from us. Wow. <laughs> I always say when we receive downloads, it just comes through. Yes. We are so excited. I always believe in that. <laughs> For beginners, um, as I mentioned, I feel like a lot of my base is beginner. Mm-hmm. What strategies or exercises do you recommend for beginners in trying to get into their spirituality and really showing up for themselves authentically? I know we mentioned a few, but mm-hmm. just to recap as you know, a brighter note to leave it on. Right. It's a really good question. Now, for anyone who is really in their journey to find their authentic self, one is really, I would love for you guys to have a journal. I think the journal is the best way to recollect your thoughts, you know, like really go back to what am I consciously thinking every single day and really ask yourself, how often do I function from a place of fear? Or how often do I actually function from a place of love? So those two things is really, really important. And pay attention to your pattern. So as you write that daily, you'll become aware of what are those parts of you that you're resisting to be, to be true, or to be even loving, even further, right? So it's a good, it's like a record, like you said, like as an Akashic record, it's like a record of your own unconscious thoughts. And what I wanted for someone who is a very visual or kinesthetic learner, it's so good to have it, like seeing it visually, holding the pen and writing it down, it's actually energetically you're releasing that thought. And when you are seeing it, there is your brain, you're wiring your brain that, oh, this is just a thought. It's not who I am. It's not really my identity because you're reading it from a bird's eye view. So the brain automatically sees that and process that. And then you give an opportunity to reassess what you are being every single day. So journaling is really great. Another part is also whenever you feel really overwhelmed with all of these thoughts of societal pressure, why don't you come back to your breathing? Really come back to your five senses. Activate your grounding sense. You have this beautiful, delicious five senses. What are you hearing right now? Like what are you... What are what is your heartbeat? Like how often do you listen to your heartbeat? Right? And what do you smell? What are those fragrances that you're smelling right now? And then how are you really seeing things? What are the colors, the vibrant colors that you are seeing right now? How do you appreciate them? And then just touch yourself, or even what I do sometimes is I put both of my hands on my neck, underneath my chin, and then just rub it all the way down to my chest repeatedly. This one activates your vagus nerve. Nerve and brings you back to your parasympathetic state. So with this process, it brings you 
to a calming state and opens up your mind from processing what you feel afraid of. So what I'm explaining right now for everyone who is on their journey is there is an interconnectedness with your mind, body, and spirit. Hmm. When you're stressed, you're always running 100 miles per hour. Basically, your heartbeat is so fast. So going back to that, activating your senses is you magnetizing your energy back into your body. So it's not overthinking, but feeling you even more. Um, another part that I would love for you guys to have, if you have like crystals, I don't know if anyone is very into crystals. I love amethyst. Amethyst is so, I, it's my very first crystal that I've had to help me really decompress my thoughts. It once you have it, I don't know if anyone is very familiar of the left side, which is the receiving end of the energy and the right side is actually the releasing part. So Maybe when you're going for a walk or probably in your room or sleeping, you can hold that crystal on your left hand and just feel, activate your senses again, feel the energy of that crystal. And maybe you can talk mm. to it. You know, if you're very cosmic in there, feel the magic of the crystal because metaphysical. Talk to it. Imagine an energy coming out of the crystal flowing through your veins and then imagine that like a sensation activating that through your body becomes a ripple effect that brings in a lot of decompression and relaxation. Sometimes activates your third eye if you want to be more intuitive. Yes. So it's really good practice to do this every single day. Everyone is like really going for a walk into nature. I love going barefoot when I'm on like just full grass in the park. (laughs) I love to just walk barefoot and then just feel the sun. Even when I'm just walking and crossing the street and when when the sun hits me, because I'm in San Francisco, always like bipolar um, weather here. Yes. (laughs) The sun is like raining and then the next day is like sunny. So, oh my goodness. I would be like a a craving, like a starved, sunny sunflower. So (laughs) it's like... I would toss in the middle of the street before I even cross. Everybody's crossing. I'm like, they're just appreciating the sun here. I love it. And then I let the sun just trickle and just penetrate my skin. It feels like I'm recharged. And that, it just like relives the energy of oneness with my being. And then I feel the element of the sun, the fire. It brings a lot of authentic sense that I don't give a damn about what people think if I'm just there, just staring up there and feeling the sun. I don't care because I'm (laughs) in the bliss because that's my authentic desire. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I'm thinking so of every person you've emotionally activated in San Francisco, like laying on their horn as you're just like <laughs> in the crosswalk. <laughs> I really actually there was this one guy who came up to me and told me, I wish I brought my camera right now with me because you were so beautiful to see watching Aww. you there. And then I was like, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you just he was like, You just made my morning. And I was like, oh, I love thank you. That. Yeah, so when you're really in your authentic essence and your authentic core, and you're just all about the joy and the sense of that love, you attract that around you and you give that too. You become a radiating piece of light to people and it becomes a ripple effect. So, which yeah, is what we need are, more of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if anything else, I love smelling things, I love smelling flowers. Mm. So, if anyone is, if anything else, activating your sense of smell. So really explore that part of you. Again, the authentic essence is really remembering, right? Remembering what are you feeling more good at? What do you feel more aligned with, right? Like I thought I used to love um, this dessert, but it's actually because my friends loved it. That's why I love it too, but I don't really like it. And now it's like... When everybody wants it, I'm like, oh, I don't like it. It's like, oh, really? Yeah, I used to like it, but I realized I don't like it. Now they want to try mine because they're always getting <laughs> that dessert. <laughs> it's just yes. like really experimentation. <laughs> I love that. Um, as we wrap up, I would love for you to leave your socials and podcasts so that if somebody felt aligned and called to you, they can get themselves aligned with everything you have to offer and obviously all the amazing services. So please 
give us the deets. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you, Brie, for ha- Brie, right? Like Brie for having yes. me here. Oh, such a beautiful conversation. I feel like my heart is so full right now sharing this and I hope everyone took away something and I'd love to connect with everyone in my Instagram at Holly Cray, which is H-O-L-I-K-H-R-E-Y. It's actually Holistic Healing with Cray. And I also have my own podcast, which is the same name. It's Holly Cray, your dose of holistic healing. So if you want to dive deep more into your spiritual self, any um, holistic modalities, I have my mentors out there as well, my guests who also share their expertise and different women and souls who have shared their stories how they have transformed through holistic modalities as well. And also the things that I have shared with my journey that would most likely resonate with you. I'd love to connect with everyone, especially with your community, Brie. It's such a beautiful space to be in and you doing this and you sharing your journey. I think that's a very valuable piece for everyone to have. So thank you. Thank you for doing this. Thank you so much. I've had such a great conversation with you as well. And this was very aligned and just having a fun conversation because my cup is full (laughs) yeah thank you so much also if anyone wants to work with me I work with one-on-one coaching so that's what I usually do and incorporate all of the modalities which I combine science and spirituality as well so all of the things that I have shared here is just some part of it is what I do with my clients so um, in the next quarter, I'm actually launching my own program that is coming up that for anyone who's like, you know, busy or on autopilot, but I haven't really mentioned it yet, but <laughs> it's something that to look forward to. It's a very self-paced and building in a community where everyone feels safe to grow and heal and even tap into their potential in a quantum level so if you're interested to explore that i also host workshops in the bay i'm going to santa rosa on february i'm hosting this workshop called energy in motion i combined yoga i combined i made this energy exercise to play with your inner child and i also incorporate reiki and sound bath healing and a dance where you dance with your soul all together in one to transmute negative energies into love so if you're interested to have that and be part of the community as well i call it energy in motion which is emotion right um so please yes i would share my website or any um, of my socials with Brie today so thank you so much thank you thank you Brie. Thanks for tuning into the Brewell broadcast. Please make sure you follow our community via socials. If you really like this episode, please make sure to rate and review so others can find us as well. And most importantly, stay well, friends.